welcome back to the Grace Through Recovery podcast. My name is Andrea. I'm a licensed professional counselor and a person in long-term recovery, and I'm so glad that you're here. This episode will be posted on Valentine's Day, and regardless of if you think Valentine's is super cheesy or sweet and fun, I think all holidays can be hard in active addiction and recovery. You know, depending on where you are in your journey, you may find it really challenging to feel love for others and for yourself. So I encourage you to practice some self-love exercises to continue cultivating that love deep inside. You are worthy of feeling love and connection to yourself and others. And for a long time, I confused love for enabling. I thought that if you loved someone, you would do everything you could to make sure they're okay, to make sure they're not in pain, and to make sure that they have everything that they need. It wasn't until a long time into my recovery that I came to truly understand what detaching with love means, and I hope this discussion today can offer some understanding for you as well. When I first heard the phrase, detach with love, I thought it was mean and selfish. I couldn't understand how someone could detach with love. I was so black and white in my thinking that I could only conceptualize detaching completely, or what I've heard referred to as detaching with a hatchet, never to speak to someone again, completely cutting them out of my life, or giving them what I thought was so much love, but was really just codependent and enabling, and was so codependent and enabling that neither of us could live the life that was meant for us. I was completely out of balance, and my life was unmanageable. But through learning from others and being in recovery, I've learned that detaching is really one of the most loving things we can do for ourselves and for others, and it's the opposite of mean and selfish. Detaching with love means caring enough about others to allow them to learn from their mistakes. It also means being responsible for our own well-being and making decisions without ulterior motives or the desire to control others, which enabling or detaching with a hatchet is all about control anyway, right? You're not doing or acting in a way that feels good to me, so I will act out in an effort to control your behavior. Ultimately, we're powerless to control others anyway. Most family members of an addicted person have been trying to change that person for a long time, and it hasn't worked. We're involved with other people, but we don't control them. We simply cannot stop people from doing things they choose to do. So one common question I hear a lot is, when is enough enough? When should I leave a relationship if someone I love is continuing to drink and use? And it you know, doesn't just have to be romantic relationships. Trying to detach with a hatchet may sound like, if you don't stop drinking, then I will leave. Or I will block you. Or I will never let you see your grandkids again. That doesn't mean detaching with love can't also look like leaving, right? But only if it's not done out of a desire to control, manipulate, or trick someone into sobriety. If you choose to leave a relationship or set strong boundaries, detaching in this way with love would sound more like, I love you and I care about you and I love and care about myself and I need to take a break for me. Detaching with love could be taking some time apart to focus on recovery, but it doesn't have to be an immediate severing of a relationship. It can look like setting a time limit or blocking someone. 
or seeing your children, but it stays away from rigid boundaries and from speaking or threatening someone for shock value. Detaching with love is setting boundaries so that we can continue to love someone else. When we begin detaching with love, it really sets the stage for change to happen and allows us to heal in such a way that detaching with a hatchet isn't even a consideration. So for another example, if a mom misses a baseball game and your child asks why, overprotecting or enabling would be to tell your child that mom was working late instead of mom was at the bar all night. We can swing to the other extreme and tell our child the real reason mom missed the baseball game, but in such a way that is damaging to all their relationships with judgment and hostility. Both of these examples are based out of emotion, out of fear, out of anxiety, out of hurt. Or we can find the balance in detaching with love, saying instead to your child, I don't know why she wasn't there. You'll have to ask her. Understood in this way, detachment with love plants the seeds of helping an addicted person with recovery. When we refuse to take responsibility for other people's drug and alcohol use, we allow them to face the natural consequences of their behavior. Detaching with love offers another option, responding to others based on thought rather than anxiety. In this sense, detachment with love can apply whenever we have an emotional attachment to someone, family or friend, addicted or sober. The key is to stop being responsible for others and be responsible to them and to ourselves. So we've talked about what detachment with love means and why it's helpful to us and to others. So let's talk about how do we actually do it. Being able to detach is being able to take an action that helps you to stay in your own lane and stay focused on what you can control, what's in your responsibility, and to not interfere with other people's choices. So some examples. Not giving unsolicited advice allowing others to experience the natural consequences of their actions, potentially positive and negative, setting boundaries with others, recognizing that your feelings and needs are valid and being willing to express your feelings and needs, being able to take a time out from unproductive or hurtful arguments or conversations, not accepting responsibility for fixing or solving other people's problems, not making excuses for someone else's behavior, not doing things for others that they can reasonably do for themselves, not catastrophizing or anticipating the worst possible outcome, and staying focused on what you can control rather than worrying or thinking about what others are doing or trying to control their behaviors. If you ever find difficulty with detaching with love, getting extra support is incredibly helpful. Detaching is much more manageable when others around you to run ideas by, to get support, to hear how others have detached with love. So going to Al-Anon, Naranon, Codependence Anonymous meetings, any of those to be able to hear from others, getting professional support through therapy. Um, I think, you know, I really want to reiterate and make clear that detaching from others with love isn't cruel. Again, it's not mean or selfish. It's really what allows us to continue having relationships with someone else. 
If we are unable to detach, the relationship will get ruined either by built-up resentments and frustrations and anger, or will be ruined based on our controlling behaviors and interfering in someone's life. Um, so, it, you know, it's better for the other person and for ourselves when we're able to practice this skill. And then the last thing I would really encourage you to remember along with that is taking care of yourself isn't selfish. Being the healthiest, happiest version of yourself is what's best for everyone. And a lot of times that is through detaching with love, detaching from the chaos, detaching from someone else's unacceptable behavior to focus on being the best versions of ourselves. I think what I've noticed and what I believe you would notice too is when we're able to practice this, we're surprised by the amount of change and growth that is able to occur once we just back off and get out of the way. It helps us be more at peace with ourselves, be more at peace with those around us and offer love. So I hope that was helpful today to learn more about detaching with love. If you'd like to continue this conversation more, I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram at Grace Through Recovery. Of course, if this was helpful for you and you know others, it may help as well. Please share this with them so they know they're not alone. And if you would give this a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, that would greatly help me out and help others find it as well. And as always, I hope you continue to remember how worthy you are of the gifts of recovery. Mm-hmm.